This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, and we are back. Hour number two is upon us. Richard Giordano is going to join us today. I actually talked about that earlier as we promote him for today. And Richard has written a couple of different books. We've had him on many times. Actually, a regular guest here on Rush to Reason. So, Richard, welcome. Thank you. It's always a joy to have you. I appreciate you coming. And you, you take time to come in studio, which I appreciate. So, thank you. That's good to be here with your listeners again. Okay, so we changed our focus a little bit today. Originally, because we've had you on in the past talking about the LGBTQ transgender movement that's throughout our Colorado schools now. Chas is really forcing a lot of things there, and we've had you on and talked about that before, and that hasn't gone anywhere, by the way. That is still there. We talk about it from time to time, but you wanted to change focus a little bit today and just talk about the fact that we spent really this last hour with Dr. Kelly and Steve House. We do every Thursday talking about COVID and the vaccines and all the things surrounding it, and you wanted to shift focus and talk today just about the fact that why are people... I, I don't know about you, John. I, su- I suspect a lot of your listeners are like I am, that they, they see the crazy stuff going on, and uh, they wonder what's going on. And uh, if I may, I had a couple of short aphorisms. No, go right here. ahead. Uh, go right ahead. The first one is, um, these are kind of little humorous aphorisms, but uh, one of them is, we're all nuts. We're all crazy. It's just a matter of degree. And uh, there's probably, uh, yeah, I, I, can, I, I don't think I can argue that. Yeah, probably some truth to that. Yeah, that's true. But as I look at you, I say uh, everyone is nuts except you and me. And I'm having some <laughs> doubts about you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I, no, I went on that train a long time ago, so no, no you, you don't need to doubt that. No, I never got off that train. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the transgender issue and, and why it is. it seems so absolutely wacko. And it is. It, it is. Mean, it truly is. No, uh, I, I, and you're, you're in good company, as you know, with me. I, I've said this, and I, I am not backing down, folks. I, I don't really care whose toes I even step on. I've said this for many years. I'll keep saying it. If you would have done the things today that, you know, the things in school and just in society today, you had done that when I was just even a senior in high school, they would have hauled you off in a straitjacket to the funny farm. Without a doubt. That's what, have, that's what would have happened. So what's changed, Richard? Well, you know, what you, you, you just mentioned, there's so, you, you, uh, you, don't want to step on, you don't mind stepping on toes. Not at all. But today, one of the things that's so interesting is that there are so many toes. There didn't used to be as many toes, quote-unquote, to step on when True. we were kids. Good point. But let me give you a, a quote that is attributed to someone that probably you and I would not agree with on most issues, Bill Maher. Maher. No, not at all. This is attributed to him. I don't really know if it is the exact quote from him, but I'm going to read it anyway because whoever said it was pretty bright. Okay. Here it is. We talk about gender fluidity Mm -hmm. all the time, you know? Okay. Here it is. Kids are fluid about everything. If kids knew what they wanted to be at the age eight, the world would be filled with cowboys and princesses. I wanted to be a pirate, thank God. Nobody took me seriously and scheduled me for eye removal and peg leg surgery. Yeah, good point. Now, no, and I, and I think he did say that, by the way. I think that can be attributed to him. I think that's, I think that's accurate. You might have heard that. Oh, I've actually, um, I think when he said that not long after we talked about that on this program, and Bill's a guy that, even though I don't agree with everything he says, he is one that I think is really starting to question what his own party and what their agenda is and what they're pushing. And he's even said, he's even said it publicly on his show, th- this is wackadoodle stuff they're into. He's really moved a little bit, hasn't he? he? Well, I, I don't know that he's moved or if they've moved. 
Yeah. I think Bill Maher is exactly who Bill Maher has always been. He is a lefty through and through. He's a guy that believes in big government, social programs, and the like. Although, when it comes to this wacky movement that he's, that he's really talking about there, no, he has not bought into that. In fact, he's telling them they're going down the wrong path. No, I agree. I agree. And they are. Yeah. They are going down the wrong path. Well, this is, I believe, Richard, and you can you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is going to come back and, and, and backfire on them at some point if it isn't already. No, I agree with you on that. And, you know, John, there are so many voices in the room today on this issue, uh, there's one, but there's only one person uh, of influence and prominence in sports and in, in broader society in general. I'm glad to see this. Uh, and it's not Thomas Sowell. It's not Benjamin Carson or people like Tucker Carlson. Uh, Carlson. It's actually Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, he sets the predicate for all of this, and I'd like to just quote something that he said. Go for it. And I know that I'm going to read it because I'm not biblically versed enough to remember it, Uh, but he said in uh, chapter 8, verse 32, quote, So he said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and here's the important part, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. Now, if we only live by that, the truth, and if our quote-unquote officials, whom I wish to speak about in a short order here, if they only spoke the truth, um, we wouldn't be in the problems we are in today. No, we wouldn't be. That's exactly right. But anyway, the question is, in, in a simply stated way, why are we hearing all this transgender crap and Lest I be misunderstood, I know you get it, but uh, a lot of your listeners may not know that my first book was called Supercharged Learning. Right. And in that book, I introduced a learning heuristic paradigm that I put together in my work with university athletes. Uh, I, I schooled university athletes for a while relative to their learning activities. And I developed a paradigm which I called, it's probably called a lot of other things, but I called it making up crap. Mm-hmm. And the gender, uh, whole transgender issue is basically crap. Yes. And uh, Agree. It's, it, it's basically silliness, nonsense, absurdity. And as I describe crap, with no foundation in reality, reality being synonymous with truth. Good point. And for those of you listening, we'll take a break here. Uh, but for those of you listening, just so you know Richard's background, he's been around public education for a very long time has been a school principal inside of, believe it or not, the Boulder County School District, and so in my neck of the woods, and it's probably where Richard and I have some camaraderie, I guess you could say, because I grew up in that area, and I started out my, my uh, a scholastic career, I guess you could say, in the Boulder Valley School District as well, so I didn't stay there very long. My folks saw fit that when I entered into the fourth grade to pull me out of the public school education and put me into a Christian school, which was a much different environment than what I'd been used to in the public school, which I'm very thankful to this day that they sacrificed and and did those things because I think I am what I am today because of that, Richard. Not saying I wouldn't have turned out well going to public school, but I will tell you that the upbringing and the education and the way that I had to learn taught me to be a critical thinker and to learn in a different way than even most kids today are ever taught. I'm glad that you mentioned the critical thinking aspect because I'm going to try to reference that a little bit later. Okay, perfect. Anyways, Richard's very versed in what we're talking about. This is not an individual that is, uh, how do I want to say this, Richard? There's a lot of folks out there that consider themselves to be quote-unquote experts that may have never even been in that particular field there in their life. They can write about it. They can talk about it. And I'm not trying to discredit anybody along those lines. All I'm saying is you have knowledge firsthand as to what we're talking about because you've been there, done that. Sort of like me talking about cars. I mean, I can talk about cars because I've been there, done that, still do it. You are very much the same way when it comes to this particular topic. I'd like to think so. I want to give you the right credentials is my point. So (laughs) anyways, we're a good company. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Affordable interest mortgages next. Speaking of credentials, by the way, if you want to talk about mortgages, Kurt's the expert when it comes to mortgages. He knows that world inside and out and can share with you what works best for you depending upon your circumstances and what you're trying to do. That's Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. 
Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Absolute electrical heating and air. Again, folks, don't forget about their uh, uh, furnace tune-up special along with their power surge protection they have right now. Both are specials. Just go to klzradio.com and find them there, or you can call direct 720-526-0231. You don't think about it, but without protection, everything that is plugged directly into your home's electrical system is at risk. That includes everyday necessities that drastically impact your quality of life. Whole home surge protection installed with absolute electrical heating and air safeguards your everyday essentials. When lightning strikes your home or when snow causes down power lines, this can create a hazardous power surge. When you have faulty wiring or an electrical overload due to too much power being drawn, this can also create a hazardous electrical spike. Absolute doesn't just safeguard key electrical components. They protect your peace of mind in the future, too. Surge protection installation with Absolute is a fail-safe against a disaster you didn't see coming. Protect yourself today. Call 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High Five Plumbing, where you can get a job there. They'll teach you how to be a plumber. They've got a great apprentice program. Or if you just need something done around the house, plumbing-wise, they're the place to call. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity and maternity leave, unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at HighFivePlumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. As I said earlier, Richard Giordano with us today. And you can find Richard, by the way. You can email him directly, and you can go to his website. His email is... You want to say it? Yeah, it's Dr. Geo Man, D-R-G-I-O-M-A-N at Q, the letter Q dot com. And they can also go to Richard J. Giordano.com. Correct. Spell your last name for him. G-I-O-R-D as in dog, A-N-O. And I will put that on the, you know, I should say I, producer Ann will put that on our website a little bit later today, too. So if you're driving, don't worry about having to write that down. We'll have all that up in our links later today as well so you can find it that way also so it makes it easier for folks richard so it makes it makes it easy that way. i'll put the email in i'm putting that in our notes right now too so you guys can actually have the email there as well if you want to email something specific to richard and just a side note richard's got a lot of for those of you listening that are uh have have uh, kids that are school age probably what i'm trying to say here best or even grandkids and you want more information on what's going on inside of all of the districts in colorado especially when it comes to high school sports you are more than welcome to ask Richard directly. He's got a lot of information at his disposal. He's researched this far more than I have. In fact, a lot of the information I share with you guys on air from time to time, Richard feeds me. So I appreciate that very much. His two books, by the way, Supercharged Learning and Ineptude, Conformity, and Obfuscation. Make sure I say that right. Obfuscation. (laughs) Boulder schools. Get that out of your words. Boulder schools. Exactly. Um, Those books also, and that's at your website also. Correct. All right, so continue on. 
Well, we were we were left we left off at the why transgenderism transgenderism is achieving such uh, acceptance and promotion today, and why are people just abiding this and sitting by and really not saying anything? You can talk to people who are relatively what you would think reasonable people, and you raise the subject and they change the subject to the weather or how them Broncos, uh, that sort of why? thing. Why? Well, that's the question, and I think the answer resides in several <laughs> factors, which I'd like to just touch on just briefly. I know we don't have a lot of time to do it. But no, go right ahead. You're fine. Uh, the we, first we've got one, about 10 minutes, so go ahead. The, the first one that I want to talk about a little bit, and just briefly, is the public schooling circumstance. Um, the public schools have dumbed down curriculum and leadership. I can speak to the dumbed-down leadership virtue of uh, Gilpin County Schools and the superintendent of schools and the president of the Board of Education, uh, both of whom uh, I think they know better. But quite frankly, I think they're just patent liars. Uh, they refuse. They refuse to reject the transgender mantra. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by the way, that's the, they are not the only school districts out there doing that. Now there are some strong districts that, in other states, that have. But in Colorado, good luck. There's one in this state that I'm going to reference at the end of the show. Okay. But anyway, so the schools only are one out of how many? Well, there are too many. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot. So there are a lo- there are, only one is not enough. There are a lot of voices, but a lot of just whimperers. You got it. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, so public schooling is really where a lot of it starts because that's where our kids are formed. They're, they they have more emotional thinking than mm-hmm. cogent content thought. Uh, there's of course uh, media capture by this LGBTQ uh, WXYZ whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. That is there, but their religious leaders are really a disappointment. And some religions have really fallen off the, the, the wagon, so to speak, and the Episcopal Church just came out backing gender-affirming care, which basically results in mutilation of children. Yep. You, and we have 178 districts, by the way. Okay. And you're good. correct, though. You're, and by the way, I, one of the things, and I've talked about that uh, probably not as much as I should, and Richard's reminding me that it's one of those— those uh, topics that probably even Andy, uh, both of us on Tuesday should start doing a little better job of covering, and that is the the lack of, and it's not I, not all churches, not all denominations. Okay, I'm not going to make a blanket statement, but far too many, mm-hmm. just like we have far too many school districts that have bought into this, far too many churches and clergy have bought into this. Yeah, well, the religious leaders could take a leading role, but unfortunately, they remain silent. Uh, then, of course, one of the largest groups that are problematic, and you just had an hour show relatively dealing with this whole issue of COVID, uh, you talk about the quote-unquote experts. Uh, the experts have abandoned us. It yes, used to have. be, John, when you and I were young, we looked to the experts, and we could. We really could because they had integrity. Yep. They had data. They had science. They had facts. Yep. Today it becomes a political narrative. That's right. I was and, just going to add, the reason why, and we talked about it in the last hour, when you've got the government – Telling medical professionals, medical professionals, clergy even, because that's a whole other conversation we could spend hours on. Uh, school districts, when you've got politicians now in charge of the things that we're talking about, Richard, therein lies the problem. And that is the problem. That is the problem. The bigger problem than that is that these people are listening and they're following the directions. Where does that, what does that remind you of? Well, and, and the reason why, Richard, it's one simple rule. It's called the golden rule. When the politicians have the purse mm. and they're controlling the money that is funneled into not only these school districts, but the medical community as well, what, and I'm, I'm saying this you know, facetiously, what do you expect them to do? Yeah, exactly right. They're, they're going to follow along because that's what that, that, it's the golden rule, the guy with the gold rules. Well, and I think I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these because I, I see the clock is running, but one of the expert organizations that I think is really problematic is the American Medical Association, particularly the psychiatry division, which has downgraded what is a mental disorder, which is transgenderism. I'm sorry, I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm going to tell you right now, that is a medical disorder. Agree. Uh, in my first book, I talked about the 10 criteria for determining that. And the, the transgender issue violates about every one of them. We don't have time to go through them all. But they've, they've downgraded uh, gender, what I think is really a gender disorder, which is a mental psychosis, to what's called gender dysphoria, which is, eh, I don't feel too good about myself. Right. That is, that is inappropriate. American Academy of Pediatrics, of course, goes without saying. But there are two other factors which I'm not going to have a lot of time to spend on, but one of them is called optimum bias, which is really an illusion of invulnerability. Uh, 
And I think that a lot of our people in society today see the transgender issue, but they think they're invulnerable to it until their child comes home and starts saying some things that really get their attention. Mm -hmm. The other one is normalcy bias. Normalcy bias you know about, and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of your listeners do. It essentially is the proclivity to lean toward what we call the status quo. Uh, it's, this is one is interesting. I thought analysis paralysis, mm-hmm. and then, of course, the ostrich effect or just out-and-out denial. I think a lot well, of people— You can throw cognitive dissonance into all of that as ab- well because absolutely. it fits right into what we're talking about. Yeah, but here's the big one. This is the big one that really, really disturbs me, and, and I, I can't understand it. But anyway, people do not make the effort to know. And as uh, Dr. Kenneth McFarland said, he's in the epigraph for my uh, second book, there's no substitute for knowing. You have to know, or you're a bumbling idiot. Uh, unfortunately, we see that a lot in our politicians today, and the one at the top of the game, supposedly, we know who that is. Agree. Now, you, you, you know me. I'm not going to disagree with any of this, Richard. I've, I've um, been beating this drum now for quite some time, and unfortunately, um, there's not enough of us beating it. <clears throat> Probably the best way for me to say that. Well, those are the silent voices that we need to hear. And, and, I, don't and, and, I'm, and I mean that sincerely, folks. There, there's a lot of folks even in this town that are on talk radio that when it comes to addressing this particular topic that Rich and I are talking about, they, they just won't address it. John, I can tell you just recently I made uh, an inquiry at one of the major other talk radio stations, and I've, I'm waiting for the phone to ring. Uh, you're going to be waiting a I, while, I'm afraid. Well, I, I'm, I don't want to be here because I really want to be back there listening for the... No, but you are absolutely right. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're going to be waiting a long let time. Me, let me end say. on a high note if I can. Go ahead, go ahead. There is one school district I referenced earlier, and I want to reference that district right now. And that is the... Uh, it's in uh, it's the uh, Monument Academy okay. uh, in Colorado. And the board of directors there, under the direction and supervision, I should say, and the... Uh, leadership of Ryan Graham is the president of the board of directors. They issued a proclamation uh, back in, uh, gosh, I think it was uh, in February or so. But I want to read from that proclamation really quickly, if I may. Okay. Have the time? Go ahead. Okay. This is from the proclamation. The board firmly believes that any, this is important, any laws the board of the Monument Academy Board of Directors declares that Monument Academy shall support the liberty and dignity of each student. The board firmly believes that any laws passed by the United States Congress and the Colorado General Assembly that mandate specific instruction or that direct a Monument Academy to follow specific instruction regarding non-biological, quote-unquote, gender expression and or, quote-unquote, gender identity in determining the use of biological sex-specific common bathrooms, biological sex-specific common locker rooms, and participation in biological sex-specific athletic sports violate natural law, moral truth, and expose our students to undue harm, confusion, and dysphoria. And the board has a duty to ensure that Monument Academy protects the safety and bodily and bodily privacy of each and every one of our students, and that our students know that they are encouraged to have a right to set the boundaries project, protecting their privacy, and report to their teachers and staff administrators when those boundaries are violated. And, and this is the most important part. The board believes that our elected representatives at the state and national level have a moral and ethical obligation to challenge and repeal such laws that violate the innocence, vulnerability, well-being, privacy, and safety of our children, unquote. Awesome. Good stuff. Again, find Richard. It's richardjgiordano.com. I'll have that up on our, or I should say producer Ann will have that up on our website a little bit later tonight. His email will be there as well. Richard, as always, it's a joy having you. And uh, we'll, we'll not make it as long having you back. How's that sound? Thank you. We'll get you back sooner than later. So uh, Mark Rapier is going to join us next. He is an expert when it comes to leadership and some of the things that we just talked about a moment ago with, with Richard. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. Al Smith, he wants to help you with your future financial needs, whatever they are, and getting to retirement. He is our financial advisor. Give him a call today. Find him at klzradio.com. Sometimes your money doesn't work very hard for you when you need it the most. Like in retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. 
can help you find alternative products with more strategic potential so your money is positioned better to work for you. Your approach to growing and maintaining a nest egg should be personalized to your lifestyle. Al can help position your money to grow in a way that feels manageable to you so you have additional income through retirement without making major sacrifices. Al considers factors like your risk tolerance, the kind of long-term growth you want to see, and how much income you'll need long-term to maximize the longevity of your nest egg. Make your money work for you, starting with a fresh look from Golden Eagle Financial at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Stream Auto Repair, folks. Make sure that they take care of your vehicle, which also takes care of you. And, uh, again, saves you the most money in the end because proper maintenance will save you money on your vehicle and your transportation costs. 303-841-1071. Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe. A known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one earn Extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model for quick and experienced problem-solving. Fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme. K&R Home Transitions, folks, they want to help you uh, achieve what you want to do when it comes to your real estate goals, whether that be adding something to your portfolio as rentals, being changing up, down, sideways, you name it. They're there to help you. Two realtors for the price of one, and they really understand the market. I have them on, as you know, my, my show here on a routine basis. I learn a lot, and I hope you do as well. Call them directly, 720-437-8210. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. All right, we are back. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it very much. As I spoke a moment ago, we've got Mark Rapier joining us now. And Mark is an expert when it comes to leadership. I've been trying to get Mark on actually for about, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. Mark, welcome to Rush to Reason. How are you, sir? I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me, John. No, I appreciate it. I love talking about leadership. It's one of the things that I feel like we lack in a lot of areas in our country, whether it be education, whether it be uh, the church, whether it be business, you name it. I don't feel like we do enough when it comes to that. I don't think we train up leaders like we once did. And, and I guess that's really what it, really where I want to start, Mark, is I, I believe leadership is something that in some cases does come a little more natural than it does for others, although I also know there's a lot of skills that can be learned, and I don't think we teach them like we once did. Am I right? I, I tend to agree with that. You know, I do believe leadership is available in all of us. We do need to unlock our potential. But I do think sometimes that the structure the organizational structures that sit around people keeps them from being able to do that. I also know that, and I've experienced this even personally, that I'll make sure I say this correctly without, you know, I usually don't worry about stepping on toes, but I'm not trying to step on toes here, not trying to throw, you know, darts at all. But I know even from a personal level that sometimes leaders can be, can be, 
uh, afraid of other potential leaders in their organization. And rather than fostering some of those folks that might be around them, they hold them down for fear that that particular leader might outshine them. Uh, that, that is very true. Nate, that those are the folks who suffer what a lot of people call the imposter syndrome, where they sort of not, don't necessarily believe they should be where they are. And they're, they're afraid of people who might have talent. Whereas the best leaders are the ones who, um, in the word, I forget who said it, in the words of one of our presidents said it, says, you know, surround yourself with the best minds you have and let them, and then you're going to make better decisions because you've got better input. Yeah, I, I, I mean. You surround yourself with the right people, you're going to succeed. Correct. And I also know, and this is, I think, I, I coach businesses that, and I try to get even business owners to understand this, that, you know, leadership is one of those things where, number one, you're, you're never done. You're always continuing to learn. It's a daily process. Uh, I think even in my notes, you say it's not straight line. It's one of those things you just continue to grow and grow and grow, learn and learn and learn. In my opinion, Mark, you, you never make it. It's one of those things where you just keep working at it. But I also know that if you don't do that, and the way I try to explain it to uh, the, the folks that I coach is if you as a leader are on – I don't know, level seven, let's say. Maybe there's 10 levels, one to 10, and you're on level seven. It's very, very hard to get individuals to work for you that are above your level. So if you're not constantly striving to get better, number one, you're not going to hire folks that are even at your level. And and number two, you're not going to continue to grow. And I think there's a lot of organizations that set set their own limit, if you would, because they don't allow themselves to grow, don't train themselves to grow. And in turn, the people that are working for them are always under them. I, I think that's very true. I mean, there is the, the idea that leadership doesn't come with a title. It comes with an attitude. And I, I, to some extent, one of the analogies I've used is in martial arts, whether it's judo or karate, you go through the belt system and there okay. are all the belt colors you do and you step through multiple stages to get from one belt to the other. But every time you go to the next level, you're a novice again, and you have to keep mm. learning, and you mm. have to trust that you have it. You never forget what you learned before. Mm-hmm. That's always with you. It's part of your toolkit. Um, but you always have to acknowledge there's something new to learn, and you have to be open to learning it. And along those lines, too, as you know, things change. The world around us changes. The business world changes. I mean, everything around us is constantly changing. We live in a dynamic world. Things are not static. What we knew might have, you know, what we knew worked, let's say, you know, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago might be different today. How do you teach people and train them on the leadership end to know when something's not working anymore and they need to change and adapt? Well, it, it really gets down to um, helping them understand, you know, what are the outcomes you're trying to get people to do and are they getting the results they want? Because it's one thing to say your team isn't performing with another team. Did you give them the tools or did you set a plan they could actually succeed in? And you have to be self-aware to be able to do that. But it is just, it is a lot of understanding and giving people to just pay attention to where they might not be providing everybody what they need to make them successful, which in turn makes you successful. Your book, too, The Leader with a Thousand Faces, a personal study of leadership, which honestly is why you're here. Not only you know are you a leader of leaders, but you've written a book to teach folks along those lines. Uh, you know, if somebody were to go pick up that book, what are they going to learn by reading it? Uh, well, they're they're going to learn several things. One, they're going to learn there's 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 some core skills you have to learn, and you're always going to be improving on those. And that leadership, in large measure, can be very situational. Okay. Um, if you think about it, if 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 you're in crisis management. You don't have time to engage. You, you've got to make decisions. You've got to assess whether they're helping you solve your problem. And you, you go through and you stabilize situations. The, the good analogy is firefighters. You know, mm-hmm. firefighters show up at a fire. They put out the fire. And the battalion chief stands out there and he directs people to do stuff. And as the fire changes, he changes his approach to fighting the fire. And you worry about fire prevention after you put the fire out. And that's, that's a lot of what crisis leadership is versus somebody who's coming into a turnaround situation, which is where a company, you know, a company or an organization has drifted into poor performance over a long period of time. Well, it's probably going to take you a, a longer period of time to turn that around again. You have to understand that and do that. And so you're going to lead in different ways 
depending upon the situation, and you have to be aware of the situation and adapt to it. There's that old saying, the bigger the ship, the longer it takes to turn it around a circle, right? That is exactly right, and if it's a ship that's part of a fleet, you have to pay attention to whatever the uh, other ships are doing, too, good or you point. cause even bigger problems. No, great, great point, great point. How do folks buy the book or get the book, Mark? The book is available on Amazon. It's it's out there and easy to find um, because I think I'm the only Mark Breaker who's an author on that platform. So that's <laughs> um, – but like I say, I, I really wrote the book after spending 40 years working with dozens of dozens and dozens of companies, um, some in the Fortune 5 and some with revenues as low as $300 million, and I've gotten to work with leaders from all parts of the world, and I've gotten to visit many parts of the world. Awesome. And I was just fascinated by how people um, led differently and what their starting point was and how they got to where they needed to be. And I saw good leaders and bad leaders worked for some. Um, I've made some good leadership choices and I've made some bad ones. Yeah. And I just sort of pulled like, all that experience likewise. together and I'm trying to share it. What do you feel, you know, kind of in closing here, what do you feel, um, make, two questions. What do you feel, number one, are common mistakes a lot of leaders make that you can almost say, yep, I've seen that many, many times. And then what do you feel are some of the biggest mistakes leaders make? I think uh, one of the one of the common mistakes um, leaders make um, is is they get cocky. Okay. They have a string of successes and they begin to believe their decisions are always right and proper, and they sort of don't pay attention to what the people around them might be saying. They don't pay attention to good ideas, and they just sort of lose track. And their decisions become less effective over time because they don't question their decision making process. Okay. Um, so I see that a lot, and that sort of manifests itself, and people can turn that around if they can be made aware of that. Um, the bigger thing that I think often gets missed in um, in leadership is the ability to be a good storyteller. Mm. If you're trying to lead an organization, whether it's the people who immediately connect with you or it's a large organization where your people are dispersed around the world, if you can't tell a good story, help people understand what the challenges and the goals are and why they shouldn't be afraid, they should view them as opportunities and set out a plan and get people to buy into the plan, you know, that's the effectiveness of leaders. You really get people to want to do the things that need to be done as opposed to a manager mm -hmm. who tells people what to do. And But you've got to make them want to do the right things based yeah. on where you want them to go and convince them it's the right thing to do. And then they'll, then they'll step in, they'll step up and they'll do it all. And every, everybody benefits from that, not just the person in the lead. I think also, and get your opinion on this, but I've always felt like one of the other misconceptions of managers, especially is managers think they're leaders. A manager is not necessarily a leader. That, that, that name manager leader, two separate things. Absolutely. Uh, again, leadership is doesn't come with a title. You can have job titles can assume leadership, but it doesn't mean the person in the job mm -hmm. is a leader. Well said, Mark. As again, I really appreciate you joining us. I, I know we kind of went back and forth getting you on, but I really enjoy having you. Appreciate you very much. Uh, the book, The Leader with a Thousand Faces, Mark Rapier. It's R A P I E R. Again, we'll have links to that up on our website a little later tonight as well. Mark, as well. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, sir. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. And up next, Solar Energy Partners. And we've got Alan Davis. Who Alan should be joining us. I think he'll be with me tomorrow on Ready Radio and then the first part of Rush to Reason. We'll get an update from Alan on what's going on and different things that are out in that world and what's happening here before the end of the year. Uh, ask Alan how that would work for you, how you can save money buying the, uh, pr the future energy that you need at today's prices. 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. 
Allen only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power. Now, make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. All right, up next, American National Insurance. And I've got somebody actually, by the way, that is sending me a text message asking me some insurance questions. And if that's you, I'm going to help you out as much as I can. I will tell you, though, not to be that guy, but I will tell you that some of what you're encountering, had you had my agent, Paul Lewinberger, you wouldn't have some of what you're going through. What I mean by that is communication back with your agent, not the company, but the agent. In the case of Paul Lewinberger, he's always looking out for my best interest, and if something needs done, he calls me and we take care of it. It's really that simple. That's what you want when it comes to insurance. American National Insurance, Paul Lewinberger, 303-662-0789. Everyone is looking to save money, but in the wrong places. When you're looking for ways to save money, start by reviewing your insurance. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers the biggest savings through the rebate program and other cost-effective opportunities that reward responsibility. You're someone who hasn't made a claim in the last three years. Imagine that during that time you were insured with Paul Lewinberger. You'd be getting a check for 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago. Besides the rewards of the rebate program, there are other ways to save when you work with Paul. He encourages you to take a higher deductible but enjoy lower premiums. He knows that you won't make a claim unless you actually need to. Paul Lewinberger offers the most value for long-term thinkers because when you're responsible, everyone wins. Call Paul with American National Insurance right now, 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. All right, Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. Make sure that your estate is in order, and yes, things can change. Make sure that you're up to date at all times. Call Michael today. Find him at klzradio.com. Michael Bailey's estate planning services come to you, making the difficult decision of planning for death a little easier to stomach. Once something happens to you, there is no way for you to go back and prepare. Let's say you live, yet cannot make decisions for yourself. Without proper planning ahead of time, your family cannot make any decisions for you without going to court. They will need medical power of attorney to give your family the ability to make the hard but necessary decisions when you are debilitated. Without it, they must go through the courts during an already very stressful time. Estate planning protects your family. They deserve to have the ability to make the hard decisions in the case you are severely incapacitated. Prepare for all the possibilities now. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation now with KLZ's mobile estate planner. Michael Bailey at klzradio.com estate. That's klzradio.com estate. Business Equipment Sales, Solutions, and Service, or BES, is a service-first company. Their customer service is a top priority to the company and the technicians. I've built relationships with a lot of my customers. I know bigger companies typically don't operate that way. They try to keep their technicians moving around as much as possible. We're unique in that each technician has their own territory, which is beneficial for building relationships and establishing trust with your customers. We're very personable. We don't treat our customers like they're just a number. They trust us to handle all their office needs. We handle anything and everything, copier, printer, scanner, fax related. We stand by being one of the best in the industry in response time. I'd put our company up against any company. Choosing BES for your company's office puts you in good hands. Go to BESofColorado.com to learn more about the best resources for your office equipment in the Front Range area. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right. Going to close out this hour on utter nonsense. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it, utter nonsense. We now live, not that I didn't know this before, but we now live in a day and age to where the next generations, plural, are so easily offended that I'm not sure how this earth's going to survive. I'm serious, folks. I, I don't know that we stand a chance. Once those of us of my age are dead and gone, 
I don't, I don't know how the world makes it. Here's why I'm saying this. There's an article out, Daily Mail, talking about how folks like Charlie and I should never use the thumbs up emoji from now on. And there's 10 other emojis that only old people use that have Gen Z not only rolling their eyes, but probably are uh, sending them into a tizzy. I'm not sure I can even say that, Charlie. That's probably even, that's triggering probably all by itself. So the thumbs up is triggering. A 24-year-old Reddit user summed up the Gen Z argument saying it's best never used in any situation as it's hurtful. Yes, thumbs up is hurtful. No one my age in the office does it, but the Gen X people always do. Took me a bit to adjust and get it out of my head that it means they're mad at me. Using the thumbs up says you're now mad at someone. Charlie's Charlie's just shaking his head like, really? Really? Yeah, I, yeah thumbs up means, hey, all, everything's good. All good. No, no, it's, it's triggering, Charlie. It means you're angry. Others agreed. It's in bad form, especially at work, where it can make a team appear unfriendly and unaccommodating. My last workplace had a WhatsApp chat for our team to send info for each other. And most of the people on there just replied with thumbs up. I don't know why, but it seemed a little bit hostile to me, one woman said. But according to a business consultant, Sue Ellison, it could be time to take the younger generation's lead. She believes words are always better. You know what? Okay, I will agree with that. Words are always better. If you have the ability to type something out rather than using an emoji, absolutely. Problem is, you may not have that time. If so, you know what? Use an emoji. I don't care. Somebody just sent me a text message on the text line a minute ago with a thumbs up. I'm triggered. You must be mad at me. Not. This is just lunacy. So she believes words are always better than symbols in a professional icon and can see how people are disillusioned by the all good icon. Predictive symbols can type a word like thanks into two clicks. After a while, she told F.E. Mail, whoever that is. It feels like people are too lazy to type out a written response, and it doesn't provide clarity as to the next steps. Do you mean, yes, I will do something? Okay, I agree. Or is it just confirmation that you received the message? Oh, my word, people. Okay, so here's the top ten emojis that make you look old. Thumbs up. The red love heart. The okay hand. Okay. The tick? What's the tick, Charlie? What's a tick mean? I don't know what emoji that is. The tick emoji. I I, I don't know what that is, folks. I'm really old. The poo emoji. Okay, yeah, that one I, you know, I get. The loudly crying face. The monkey eye cover. The clapping hands. The lipstick kiss mark. Or the grimacing face. All of those means... All those emojis mean you're old. If you use any of those, you're old. A poll of 2,000 youngsters between 16 and 29 found the same with the majority using it, agreeing that those who send it are are officially old and passed it. Other emojis used by old people that ranked in the top include the red love heart or the okay and the grimacing face. Office workers on Reddit have long been divided over the issue, and it appears age has everything to do. While people in their mid-30s and older are comfortable using the thumbs up, younger people are not. Okay, bottom line, I don't have a lot of time here, but bottom line, I'm not taking responsibility for this because I didn't raise my kids this way, but if you are the parent of someone that's offended by the thumbs up, you're the problem. I'm saying it straight up. If your kids are offended at a thumbs up, go look in the mirror. You're the issue. I mean that sincerely. You raised a bunch of snowflakes or a snowflake. Maybe you have only one kid, but if your kid is offended by that, you raised a snowflake. Go look in the mirror. You're the problem, not them. Because somewhere along the line, they didn't get proper upbringing on how not to be a wussy. Yeah, I just said that. If your kid isn't tougher than that, you have a problem, not them. 
And you and them probably ought to sit down and figure out what life's all about. Because guess what? You should not be offended by a thumbs up. If you're that easily offended, oh my word, you got problems. Major problems. You're never going to make it in life if that's your issue. But as I, as I just read, 29 and under, that's the age group now, 29 and under, are offended. Good majority of them are offended if you use a thumbs up emoji or the crying face or the, all the other ones I just mentioned. Get over yourself, by the way, if you're of that age and you're, you're easily offended by that. Welcome to the real world is what I would tell you. And if you're in a job where they use that and you're offended, you you better figure it out really quickly or you're not going to have one. Let me give you all a little tip, those of you that are 29 and under. Life's hard sometimes. And you got to push through and struggle through and everything doesn't come on a silver platter wrapped in gold. It takes effort. And no, you don't always get what you want. Sometimes you don't even get what you need. Sometimes life just sucks. Get over it and move on. Suck it up, buttercup. That's called life. Roof Max is up next. Roof Savers of Colorado, I should say. Dave Hart. Somebody that understands what I just said better than anyone. Dave. He can come out, take care of your roof. He's not going to be offended if you give him a thumbs up. Because he's not that guy. He wants to make sure that he can make, keep your roof lasting as long as possible, thereby saving you money. But if you need a roof replacement, he can do that as well. Find him at RushToReason.com, 303-710-6916. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof, whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com and I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. Folks, I'm sorry I had to just go through that last segment, but you need to know what you know, where you're at and how you're old. And I think Dave, Dave, Dan Muir, my old coach, just sent me two thumbs up. He says, I'm really old. I'm offended now, Dan. Folks, honestly, I can't believe I had to spend 10 minutes of airtime even talking about that. But that's what's going on today with this next generation's plural. We got a lot of work to do. That's all I'm going to say. Another hour coming your way. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.